Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, we have actress Saffron Hawking. You know her from Top Boy and Moon Knight. She's incredible. We had so many laughs on this episode, and I just needed it. And Saffron, I'm so grateful for that. And you got so many amazing things coming. I'm so grateful for your time. And thank you for putting a smile on my face. I think it'll do the same for all of you. Here it is. Saffron Hawking, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing? Thank you. <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. How are you? It's so good to have you here. I was just talking to you off air we share a friend, Jemima, who does incredible work in photography. Jemima. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. She speaks so highly of you. And, you know, I, I, I don't, I was just telling, you know, uh, Tilly that I, I had never heard of Top Boy. I like, I, I, I have a VPN so I can like watch British stuff on BBC one. And like, it's, no, do you know, it's on Netflix worldwide. I, 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 I know I watched it. I'm just saying like before, before this, I never I heard of it. So I, and it's so on brand for me. So I was like, I feel like a fucking idiot for. Oh my God. Well, now, now you know. Have you watched it now? Do you like it? Yeah, it's incredible. Are you kidding me? I'm like riveted to the floor. I got to do. So I guess for viewers listening uh-huh. to kind of explain it, and you can help yes. me here. So yes. it was a show that was on Channel 4 that got canceled, right? Yeah. It was. So it got cancelled. And then that was back in 2013, I believe. And then Drake, the rapper, was a massive fan of the show. So he kind of campaigned to bring it back. And he did on Netflix. Um, He's one of the exec producers. And yeah, that's why we're back, really. This is where I got mixed up. Mm. When it got brought back in the US, it's labeled as season one, right? Yeah, but that's the same here as well. It is okay, and then Top Boy Summer House is what were the original two, right? Exactly, exactly. There, but it is a sort of continuation from there, but years and years later. But I think the reason why they've called it season one and two of the Top Boy is because it's been brought to Netflix. That's right. the only. But it, but there is a through line. It's not as if there's completely entirely new different characters. I mean, there are, but you still have the originals, which is Deshane and Sully. And, and are you in Summer House or just Top Boy? No, no, just top boy. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But uh, you're so good in that role. I mean, uh, I guess we can, uh, I don't know, I'll try not to ruin it for anyone because it's such um, an amazing piece. But, you know, that ending for your character, it was, uh, yeah, it was very Shakespearean, you know. It, 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 it really, was, wasn't it? It's exactly but, how I would describe it. It was such bait and switch because you're like, you think this one thing's going to happen and you're like, no, what an idiot. And then you're like, yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that's that's vague enough for nobody to, to, to it guess. Is vague. But, and you know what cracks me up about it is that like some like I sometimes I read the tweets because, you know, you that's how you do, you know, you yeah. tweets about your character. And like, it's so funny seeing people tweet like, Lauren, you fucking idiot yeah that's what i was thinking and then then it's like oh actually no we love lauren now (laughs) so you see the switch up and i'm like okay cool 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 i brought them back on board (laughs) yeah totally but uh we're gonna get to top boy but before we do let's start from the beginning where did you grow up i grew up in london in southeast london greenwich how was that experience Oh, I loved it. I love it. It's so green and suburban and lovely. Yeah, just grew up with me, my mum, my dad. <laughs> and is that is that like uh, for, you know, I live in New York City. Yeah. So is that considered a suburb of London or is that part of London proper? No, it's part of London proper, but it's not like city-ish. Cause so, you know, you have like central London, like, I don't know, Oxford Street. Where yeah, yeah. Busy cars buildings high rises pollution whereas where i've grown up it's always it's like a massive big heath and like parks and it's just gorgeous that's amazing so that sounds like it was an incredible experience yes it was indeed what are your parents artists or you know tell me what do they do no they're not my parents just have very normal jobs to be honest um they're both mad though, in the best way. Like they're very. <laughs> they're, <laughs> like my mum is Nigerian, so her personality is just huge, and my dad yeah. is like, he's just an insane person with the most wicked laugh and 
crazy personality like we do think that he's eh, eh, has a screw loose yeah. which I guess has made me the way I am so I guess I had to go into acting <laughs> totally and, and and talk to me you know like growing up in in such an amazing city like London and having access to the West End and you know all the other amazing things like Donmar Warehouse and you yeah. know like were you growing up very exposed to the arts or how did your whole discovering of you know TV, uh, TV, film, theater, you know, all the above start to happen? Um, well, I was really lucky um, in terms of the way my parents put me into like a fantastic education, which meant that I had so many opportunities to kind of explore music or theater or creative writing or things like that. And I kind of latched onto theater, really. So I went to a theatre school alongside my um, actual academic school. And I did a lot of drama at school and, you know, they would take me to plays and my dad would read me plays and things like that. So I guess it went from there. I kind of was just like, well, this is exactly what I want to do. That's amazing. So they were very into the arts themselves as well. Yeah, they were. They were like, especially my dad is such a, academic but a creative academic I'd say so he's always sort of both my parents have always said to me you know be what you want to be and we'll always support you and I was like okay fine I want to be an actor then yeah (laughs) and you're doing it I love that (laughs) they were like anything but that (laughs) (laughs) well I'm curious so that school you went to then was it you went to one school during the day and then another, or was it performing art department within the same school? So there was a performing arts department within the school, but then, you know, I'd go to like a Saturday school when I was much, much uh-huh. younger, where I would do like drama and acting there. Like, so, yeah. And how young are we talking here when you, when you were doing that? I think I first started going to, I'm going to say I was like eight years old. So young. Wow. You got young. really, Wow. And how was that, you know, because like, I don't know about you, but when I was eight, I I was just a shy little kid, you know, I mean, how was that going? Yeah, I think because I'm an only child, my parents were kind of like, oh my God, we've got to get her out this house and just get her talking to people because she's just going a bit weird. Like I would like talk in different accents to my parents. Like I was obsessed with the Scottish accent as a child. So there was, for a while, I would only talk in a Scottish accent and they were like, oh dear. Right. Let, let's let's channel this <laughs> to another you're, place. You're a true actor. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, like I grew up as like you know, uh, Robin Williams and Jim Carrey. They were like my heroes. So yeah. I would just, I was a very strange child, very strange. But I channeled it into acting, and there we are. And then, how was that for you when you started going? Was it overwhelming, or was it right away? You were like, I, I, I met my tribe. I think it was one of those things where like in my own little bubble of being at home thinking I was so theatrical like I thought oh my god I'm so comfortable and like you know I can do whatever I want but then when you meet other like-minded children that are equally as sort of like brash and out there you're kind of like ah I'm not the only one (laughs) so I think I think it was a very humbling experience (laughs) okay I know what you mean I went at 11 it was the same thing for me and uh, I'm curious then, as, as you were doing that, you know, because, you know, the, in England, the, the business is there. Were you like at all having agents come to these things or not yet? No, 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 not yet. At all. This was all when I was younger, it was all very much a hobby. Got and it was it. not okay. something I took seriously at all. It's only until I was, I think, 18 years old and I was applying. I was applying to go to university to study English literature with theatre studies and real university, not like a, a real real life university. I was like, I, even the thought of being an actor then at the age of 18, that had escaped me. I think I was kind of like, it's a bit, it's a bit far fetched, isn't it? Can't really be asked with all that, the rejection. I'd rather just, I just want an easy life, but it was only when I was um, applying for universities, I just suddenly had this brainwave and this moment of like, I don't want to do, I don't want to go to university. I don't want the university lifestyle. Like I'd gone, like I had some older friends, I'd gone up to visit them at university and it was like, 
and this isn't to like disparage the university because it's a great thing, but it was all sort of like freshers, like drinking, you know, only going to going to lectures like twice a week. And I was like, it just seemed like a massive party. And like, yeah, that's what it can be. Yeah, exactly. Whilst that's great. I'd kind of partied enough. So I was like, it was so I had this amazing um, drama uh, school teacher called James Barton, who is just, you know, I have him to thank for so much. Even since day, we still keep in touch. He actually messaged me the other day saying he's so proud of me. Um, he He's lovely, lovely man. Um, he was like to me, okay, well, look, you don't want to go to university. So why don't you go to drama school? And I was like, mm, what's that? He's like, basically, you go there for three years. You get a university degree out of it at the end of the three years. But more likely you'll get an agent and you get to be an actor and you train five days a week from night, you know, from nine in the morning to 6 p.m. at night. Would you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, okay, let's, I'll do that. Why the hell not? So I applied to, to the, to, to a drama school. And then the day, a day later, they told me I got in. So I was like, James, I'll go there. Wait, which one was that? Uh, The Academy of Live and Recorded Arts. Amazing. And is that in London or? It's in London. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, that's another thing. I wanted to be in London. Like I'm very you didn't much. want to go to like Bristol Old Vic or yeah. No, either. you know, yeah. I'm very much, I'm a mummy and daddy's girl. I'm very, I'm a homebody, you know, I'm just, yeah, I'm an only child. I'm so you, not, you have a, a, a big like love affair with London. You love it. Love London. Love London. That's great because a lot of people, you know, university is their first chance to get the fuck away from home, you know, yeah. and, and that's why I think so many people go have a party in Arizona who grew up in Virginia. For, mm. But, you know, growing up in London, that's where you want to be. So that's for awesome. Sure. For and sure. So then, yeah, no, I love it. And when you got there, you know, what was the audition? Was it like a classical and a contemporary monologue or? Yes, it was. From what I can remember all those years ago. <laughs> it I was. I got, it makes me feel old, don't it? It freaks me out. So I think it was, it was Shakespeare and then a contemporary, exactly. So I did Shakespeare, contemporary, and then you had to do like movement workshops, which was just oh, my worst, my worst yeah. nightmare. Mine too. I hate them. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I like the thought of like, when I watch people do musical theatre, when they're moving and dancing and singing, I have such respect for them because I would crumble. Same. I'd have. I'm so uncoordinated. It's it's no remarkable. coordination. <laughs> yeah. No coordination. And people are like, "Oh, but you know, your 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 mum's African. You don't have any rhythm." I'm like, "No, I got my dad's." <laughs> it's like, it's a, that's racist. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> that's awesome so when you you know finished all those and you got the you got the yes was it was that exciting for you you know was yeah oh my god it was amazing and like it was so exciting and it was like my parents were so excited for me as well they were like oh my god because you know I was a bit nervous to tell them because I think if you tell your parents you're going to go off and be an actor oh they didn't know you were applying no, they did know, but I oh, guess they okay. didn't, you know, when I was 18, I was a bit sort of like, mm, no, no, I wanted to be a writer. Then I wanted to go into like music management. Then I wanted to be in it. So they were kind of like, whatever you want, babe. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, do you think, but then when I got into drama school, I was like, no, I, guys, I'm serious. I, I really want to go here. They were like, of course, we'll support you. And like, you know, financially, it is not cheap at all. Um, and you can do all that and your parents or you or whoever can pump all this money in for the three years and it might not work. So it's a risk, right? For most, it doesn't, you know, I mean, it's yeah. more, it's like a 99% fail rate, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And we were, yeah. like, I was aware of that statistic, like, but I guess I never really let it scare me as much. I guess I kind of let it kind of, drive me even more to be like I'm gonna be in that one percent I'm gonna make sure of it and I worked so hard I think that at school you know with academic subjects I didn't I guess because for for a lot of them I didn't have a passion for what I was doing I like I'm very passion driven so 
I didn't re I wasn't really invested in it but for this it was something I really wanted to do and I was so yeah. passionate about so therefore failing was not an option and you weren't interested in the party life so you didn't fall into that trap either right I mean, I still partied, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah who didn't? But calm down, calm down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. But you know, like you, when you're doing scene study and things like that, you you took you, you learned your lines. I took it seriously you, yeah. because I enjoyed it. You know, yeah. I, I I really, really, really did enjoy it, and like. I guess it's one of those things where you're around like-minded people because everyone there wants to be there. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not like you because you, you'd have to be a fool to invest all that money and time into drama school if you didn't really want to do it. So everyone, we all like supported one another and were like minded. So, yeah. That's amazing. And and did you find your tribe there? Were people really cool? And, you know, because like as you get older, the reality of like, you know, that we're competing against each other can, kind of starts to kick in and egos and people, you know, in their 20s start to brood yeah. and get kind of competitive. You know, was there? Yeah, in- I think, I think for me, like I, it was a weird one because at my drama school at the time, I think luckily things have changed a lot now, but I was the only person of color in my wow. year you know, the only female of colour, the only person of colour, like, in my entire year, everyone else was white. So that was a really strange environment for me. So I wouldn't say I was in competition with anyone because I was so different to everyone. Um, I think it was strange because I felt like, I did feel like I stuck out, but not necessarily for the wrong reasons, but there was a clear difference. There was a clear difference. Looking around me, I didn't feel like, oh, I can relate to you. I I could relate to them in certain terms of like the simplest terms of you're an actor, I'm an actor, we want to be actors. But in terms of like what I stood for and the parts that I was going up for and what I wanted out of my career, it was a different reality for me. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I didn't not get on with anyone at all. Like I still keep in touch with, you know, a lot of people in my year now and, you know, we're still super close when we talk, but my journey was very different to theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Do they make cuts at that school or, or no? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Like, so was, was that scary <laughs> for you, you know, realizing that? Th- yeah. But like, it would be cuts for reasons such as, um, you know, lateness, lateness was like a, a big no, no, you know, if you turn like big we had problem a, for me, uh, <laughs> trust me, trust yeah. me, it was a problem. Like, <laughs> you know what? but now I have to think that that's one, one of the main things I have to think from drama school is it has actually trained me now to not be a late person. Because totally. Lateness. Now I have the fear of God in me. I have, yeah. the, so if I have to be somewhere, I'm like, Okay, right, I'll arrive 20 minutes early, half an hour early. I am never the one that's late when I meet up for people, meet up with people. Never. There's a great comedian who has a line of like, why do you need cocaine when you could just be late? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but what writing. It's not worth being writing. It's not worth yeah, it. Anyway. So then what while you're there, you know, it, it's three years, right? Yeah. So you're there and you have summers off. What are you doing in the summers? Are you just going? And also, are you commuting from home or are you living in, in London now? I was living in London. Yeah, I was still living in oh. London. So in the summers, like I still have my, obviously I grew up in London. So I've got my friends from London that I've had since I was young. So I yeah, still have yeah. them to, and I never lost contact with them. And I, even to this day, like they're my sisters. I love them to pieces. My sisters and brothers, I, you know. So I would just hang out with them really, just being in our 20s like yeah but you know I guess then back then the pressure to succeed was a lot less because we hadn't necessarily I hadn't necessarily had a taste of it I mean I was training to be an actor but I was still very naive to the harsh realities of the industry and it was all very like oh exciting like oh 
I can't wait to get my first acting credit. I can't wait to like have a line on television as in like a speaking line. <laughs> Do, you know sure. I mean? yeah. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. Um, so that all came, the, 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 the anxieties of acting, I think came later, but you know, when I was younger in my twenties, summers were just, you know, I, I didn't, I, they were, I didn't panic about anything. I just enjoyed myself. That's amazing, as you should. And as the program started progressing towards the showcase moment, do you feel like they adequately prepared you not only just for the showcase, but for the realities of trying to make it as an actor out of, you know, an education environment? Um, because not everyone gets signed, right? You know? No, of course. And that's yeah. the thing. I feel like yes and no. Yes and no. I think that how can one ever be prepared for that amount of rejection? <laughs> it's insane what we do. <laughs> because I honestly think it's a better it's a better thing not to know because if you actually knew the the hell that oh. and the heartache that goes through it, you just wouldn't do it. It's insane. Why would you do that? It's, it's like falling in love and then getting rejected again, 20 times again, a day. Again, and again, and yeah. again. Like, you know, so yeah, we, 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 we knew, but we weren't prepared as, but why, why, in a way, I'm kind of glad I went into it blindly because like I just said, I, I, I don't want to know. I wouldn't want to know. And that pressure would cripple anyone, you know? Of course it would. Of course it would. Yeah. And were you really happy with the work that you did that, that, I don't know if it was a series of nights or a singular night, you know, the, the time the showcase came up. So I, I, I kind of got, I actually left drama school slightly early. I oh, left, you did? Yeah. I left sort of midway through my third year, I think it was, or just almost mid towards the end, but I did leave early because I, um, I got an agent at the beginning of my third year um and she was wonderful she would put me up for auditions straight away so I kind of started auditioning during that the third year back to back to back so I kind of was preparing myself and did she discover you at school sorry I didn't mean to interrupt she did yeah yeah sorry so I had my first ever showcase which is just a we did a a play (laughs) it was Arabian Nights oh nice yeah yeah so I played Queen Scheherazade and then yeah so I got an email from her saying hi would you like to come in for a meeting we'd love to sign you and I was like brilliant great sure you know I met with her vibed with her she was super cool um yeah so I started auditioning and then I got I got a job. I got a job at the Globe. Uh, wow. Theatre, yeah. Um, and were you comfortable like, with Shakespeare and iambic pentameter? You know? you know, it wasn't Shakespeare. It wasn't a Shakespeare play. It was, it was new writing, but set in the 18th century. Got written it. by this man called Richard Bean. And it was about the mutiny on the bounty. Um, oh, which, I, I know that piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've done a scene from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was yeah. called Pitcairn. So I played a part of a Tahitian woman that kind of falls in love with one of the soldiers. Um, wow. But then it all goes wrong. And and but you were doing it in in the like the proper Shakespearean London Globe. Yeah, man. Wow. How 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 did that feel? Oh my god! It was. Um, it was. Do you know? It was absolutely surreal because I think it was like on our first or our second night we were I was on stage and I was like doing my thing but there was a bit where you know we there were other Tahitian women we just sort of had to sit on stage for a bit and whilst the men were doing their monologues and but we were like meant to just look around so I was just sort of looking around the audience and propped up on the stage because it's standing at the globe a lot of it is Sir Ian McKellen and I was just, oh. I know, I know. And I just tried so hard not to react, yeah. But I just like moved my hand like that to like get my friend's attention. And I, and then, you know, because we were allowed to sort of like, you know, fake talk, like whisper talk. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, don't freak out. She's like, yeah. And I was like, Ian McKellen's in the front row. And she's wow. like, are you fucking serious? I, <laughs> I need a Xanax. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then she kind of like looked down and she saw him. She was like, 
Oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. And so, you know, I know, you know, my agent and other agents sometimes, you know, when you have a performance, it's a good chance for them to invite casting directors of certain properties, you mm. know. So, did you have like did some things come from that show? You know, did people discover you? You know, did you get some press, you know? Um, I don't necessarily like, like of course I'm sure that um you know, casting directors came and stuff, but it wasn't like, again, it's like that being my first ever job and it being of that scale, I kind of was like, I'm laughing now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 The globe. (laughs) Yeah. Hollywood next. So (laughs) it's that kind of thing. So I guess, again, that was a naivety of mine where I kind of felt felt like, oh, you know, now I've landed, I finally I've landed my first job. It's smooth sailing from here, which obviously isn't how it is. And that was the first and last time I've ever done theatre. I kind well, of thought... I'm so sorry. I, I just want to say for the Americans, I don't think uh, listening, you know, they fully understand how big a globe thing is for a British actor because like... You know, here we look at like film stars and Broadway's like cool if you're yeah. an acting nerd, but there, you know, you guys really, really, truly respect the theater and the tradition. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like the pinnacle. Like, that's why, you know, really big actors will, sun, will like, will do like huge films and then return to the stage. Totally. <laughs> like, you know, like the guy from Bridgerton. Yeah, I can act. I yeah, really can yeah, act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So you did that. Mm-hmm. And how long did this go for? We were doing it for about four months. Okay, so it ends, and then you go back to the audition marketplace, right? Go back to the audition marketplace. And then not too long after, I did land my first little, like, my first four lines on TV. No, I I did some recently, so I know how it goes. (laughs) It's always nice, isn't it? You know, go on there. But my favorite thing, me and my friend were talking about this the other day, because our favorite thing is, you know, when you see, obviously, like, me as a young actor, I was, like, so... What what was the show for people listening? It was called Partners in Crime. Okay, Partners. It's like a... Agatha Christie's. uh, Ah, got it. Got it. With Rufus Sewell or no? No, it was um, who was it? it was David Walliams. Oh, okay, got it. And yeah. also an, an actress called Jessica Rain. So I was obviously beside myself. Like when I when I got this part, I was just like, you know, the way I announced it to my mum and dad, and I was like, guys, we're gonna be eating good from now on. <laughs> I was, like, I, was like, I was like, guys, I, I just I'm got a Soho TV. House membership. Yeah, 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 We're going that. to Shoreditch. The gas. I Great street. I, like, I need to be around like-minded people. I need to be around people that just get me. You and I are the same person. <laughs> Looking back on it, I, I actually yeah. Like literally the, the phone calls I was making to friends and stuff. Oh God! That's I was like making. Oh, do you want to that? One second, and right. am I back? No, you're quite blurry. Oh, sorry. This That's camera right. does it sometime. Am I laughing so hard? You're laughing so hard, bro. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna fix this. Here we go. One no second. worries. Back there we go. Back and He's back in the room. So that's amazing. And, and so when you got that, that was, it was incredible. And then you shoot it and your agent must've been pumped because you finally had a TV credit, right? Yeah, no, no, no. She was, she was super, super duper pumped. Like, and she was like, I'm not with her now. I have a different agent now, but we still remain close. Like she was, she's was and is such an important part of my career because she really truly, I think when an agent plucks you from drama school. They believe in you more than you believe in yourself at that yeah. stage. And they see things in you. They see potential in you and they market you and they put you out there. And she did just that. Um, so she was so thrilled for me. And yeah, she was. She's, she is a wonderful woman. That's incredible. And then, you know, obviously once you get that first credit, it's the hardest thing to get. You know, obviously the theater is, is huge, mm. but here... I've done theater here. It's, it's not the same, you no. know? So 
when you got that, it, you uh, is is it SAG-AFTRA in the UK? Is that the union that represents you guys or no? No, we have equity. Equity is is that for is us is, is 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 stage only. Uh, oh, okay. Here we've got equities for um, it's for stage and for screen. Wow, interesting. So it got you. So did then the the uh, Globe get you into equity then? No, we will. You, you kind of can just apply it for equity. Even when you're at drama school, you can apply for equity. Equity, um, and I think that. Yeah, I think that's how it works. I can't remember. It was so long ago I applied, but yeah. Wow. Okay. So, but when you got on television, obviously casting directors start taking you more seriously because it's like, okay, she's been on a million dollar set. She can be trusted. And, Hmm. you know, especially like someone like Agatha Christie, you know, like she works. So did, did you start getting bigger auditions at this point? Do you know what? Even from, I remember, I look, I'm, I can say this now because it's so bloody long ago, but one of my first ever auditions with my agent was, it was only for Star Wars. The, the, the reboot. Yeah. yeah do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> for so for Daisy's character? Yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah. way. Exactly. Wow. So I, I kind of like that for me was like blew my mind getting an audition like that. So I had kind of been auditioning for some like pretty big things early on. So it was like, and I guess that's thanks to my wonderful agent at the time, she was able to really sort of bang on the door and get me these meetings and make sure I was seen for stuff. So I guess like, it was the quality of things that I was auditioning for was always so good, but it's about landing them, which is yeah. really, really bloody hard. Totally. It's insane. It's really hard. It's really, were you, really like, hard. I could see you on Game of Thrones. Were you getting those as well, you know? I was or? getting things, yeah, for the, that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, I feel like even to this day in my career, you get the same sort of line. We really loved her. She thought she, we thought she was so great for the part. We just went for more of a name. We went for someone with a bigger profile. It's that classic, isn't it? And like, I get it. The game's the game. But the casting directors, I really bloody admire and love. And I think are fantastic. Are the ones that pluck these unknown actors out of thin air, literally. And then place them in these leading roles. And you're like, walking out they're brilliant where the hell yeah. do they come from and it's like totally. oh you know we've got a casting director over here who actually cast top boy he's called des hamilton um fantastic Did such an amazing job yeah he's on he's sensational he's sensational yeah. like he really but he does this thing called street casting so him and his team will literally walk the street see some kids and be like yo do you want to be in top boy do you want to come for an audition They'll do things like that. That's, That's how they amazing. found one of the characters in Top Boy. Like that to me is real sort of casting because you're yeah. taking a risk. And like, yeah, okay, sure. Some people might be like, yeah, but they're not really actors. They might not want to be actors. Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. There should never be like a hierarchy in life. Just because someone hasn't trained to be an actor, just because someone has trained to be an actor, if you can act, you can act. Totally. You can do it or you can't. And at the end yeah. of the day, that's the reality of it. No matter if you went to, you know, Oxford or if you just grew yeah. up in some, you know, state housing, it, it really doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. 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 And, and so then, you know, was that, you know, dealing with, you know, obviously I, I, Daisy wasn't fully a name, but she had worked right when she got that role, you know, or was she big? Yeah. In the but you know, we actually, funnily enough, at that time had the same agent. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. But I had no idea she was going, obviously NDA'd up to the max. I had no idea that, um, well, that she was going up for it. But I just, I always remember I had just joined the agency and I saw her name on the their check-in yeah oh on, okay yeah. On, no on the um her agency list. And i just always thought oh she's got such a great look and i she had worked but i don't think she like she was definitely like established as an actress at that point but 
she wasn't doing the big boy production. So for she her, wasn't Emily like, Blunt yet, you know? No, no. Yeah. But so for her, that was such an, like, can you imagine how cool that would have been for her to like get that feeling of like, yeah. oh my God, everything that I've ever wanted just paid off. I think it's wicked, man. And she's, she was so good in it. Like, yeah, it seems like a great person. You know, it's yeah. always nice when, when the person turns out a really good human after the experience, you know? Good because things that, happen to good people. Totally. I, I really believe that. And, and, and especially now in this time of reckoning in our business where there's like, you know, there's not a lot of room for bad behavior anymore, you know? There, there's not. There actually, there yeah. actually isn't because you just get found out. People talk, 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 talk. You know, you could. I just believe that you should be kind to everyone and treat people how you want to be treated because Believe me, if you're rude to that makeup artist, if you're rude to that runner, if you're rude to the caterer, people will find yeah, out about it. Totally. And it's just not, it's just like, for me, cool. I've, well, it also, it, like, it takes extra energy to be a dick. Like, to be cool Thank requires you. nothing, Thank you. you know? Thank you. It's actually so draining and bad for your soul. Like, you know, there's been times where... You know, I've been having a bad day and I've just snapped at someone. It could be anyone. I'm like, oh, oh. I will literally think about that moment for the whole day. I'm like, oh, you're yeah. Such, oh, you're such an awful person. That's why I can't smoke weed because I yes. go back. <laughs> nah, nah, exactly. Do that. The paranoia. It's just not worth it for me. Like, I'll be going, oh, ruminating over it and over it. And I'm like, I have to find them. <laughs> I know. That, that guy from the deli 10 years ago, I, I need to apologize. You see, I can't be dealing yeah. with all of that. Yeah, that's me and my Uber drivers. But uh, <laughs> I'm, so hurry up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sure you've got your own life and things going on. Totally. You, like- <laughs> it's New York City traffic. It's not my, it's not your fault. But uh, oh, I'm curious then, because while the Star Wars was being filmed, it was right around the time here in America, and I don't know if it, if it translated over there, where the Oscars to white movement happened. And- right. You know, the reality of starting seeing other ethnicities is not just like, you know, it was so kind of binary before where you were white or you won't or weren't. And you know what I mean? It wasn't like it, there, there just wasn't the development of characters for other ethnicities in the way that there was. 100%. For- uh, well, it's like literally, as I described to you, me being the only. Yeah, totally. The only. I, th- I feel like at the time when I was at drama school and I was the only female of color slash person of color in my year. I noticed it, but I didn't notice it that much because it almost was more normal then. But you see now, because of everything that's happened, the movement that's happened, the industry that's happened, where it's the place it's in now, listen, there's still a way to go, but we're in a far better place. If there were a drama school now where there was one woman of color, it wouldn't wash. No, I feel like the alumni would be like, this is no go. And it just, it would, it would just be so blindingly obvious that something was going, something was wrong here. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, for myself growing up and also as an actor, it kind of was, especially I'm mixed race, right? Yeah. So me mother- too, actually. I know I don't look it, but I'm, 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 I'm half Mexican. I really am. I, yeah. And my, my dad is like very much of your skin tone, you know, it's is like he really a hundred percent, you know, like Mad. people think there I'm adopted go. or yeah. Yeah. There you go. You just don't know. I feel like, especially like nowadays, like everyone, no one is just, well, people are, but like, it's quite rare that people are just one thing. So for me, being mixed race, you know, my mother's Nigerian, my dad is English, but I would automatically get labeled as a black actress. Got it. And, and just to, to break that down, you know, for like, you know, the Indian actresses and the, would they be considered black as well? You know? Well, I guess, you know, an Indian before, actress- before the reckoning, like what it, yeah. what it, what was it like everything was black that like Asian even or no, or I feel I feel like, you know, I can't speak for that because I'm I'm not of Asian descent, but like I have Asian friends that like I remember there was one time I won't say what it is because I don't want to get myself in trouble. It's okay. But I, I was I went for this um audition 
to play a well-known character in history, right? Who is of Native American ethnicity, right? Okay. So I, I was, well, there's, I, there's only one character that's coming to mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about it. Right? So yeah. that is very specific as yeah. to what that ethnicity is, right? I was in the audition room with Chinese girls, Indian girls, black girls, mixed race girls, um, as in like white, black, and mixed race. Yeah. White girls, um, Russian girls, like wow. so, so many different things. So it was so not specific when actually it is a specific race now. Yeah. Like, so, and then the actress that ended up getting that role was a well-known actress and she was white. Wow. So there's things like that. And like back then... I, I remember that seeing that and I thought, nah, this isn't right. This isn't was right. Was there an but, anger, you know, about that? Or was it just confusing? Well, I just, it, it was an anger, but I just thought, like, this is just stupid. Like, yeah. there's, 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 a, there's a, what kind of stupidity is this? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And yeah, I guess there was an anger. There was a, there was an element of, like, why waste all our times? Totally. And That's- bring us in. But you see, nowadays, again, something like that just wouldn't wash. Ever. Are you kidding? Both, the production would be canceled before it even started filming. Canceled. It's yeah. done. It's done. I, I can't remember who it was, but there was an actor not too long ago. He got cast in something. I think he is white. He got cast in something for a, a role that is actually meant to be Chinese. So then he ended up turning it down and saying, yes. I, it doesn't sit right with me. I can't remember who it was. Um, he doesn't sit with right with me to take this role. I think it should go to an authentically Asian. I know exactly what you're talking about. And in the same thing was yeah. uh, for another Marvel movie did happen, but the person did play it, you know? Right. And, yeah. Right. Um, and, exactly. Uh, uh, and uh, I guess, sorry, going back, you know, like when that reckoning started happening here in America, did it, did it, was it equally happening over there in the UK? Yeah, it was, it was. And I remember, I remember there was, and it suddenly like opened up so many conversations and like gave people so many voices in rooms where they felt like they were voiceless or like, you know, because you feel, felt like, ah, it's that horrible feeling of you don't want to, you feel like you don't want to rock the boat. You totally. don't want to speak out of turn. You don't want people to think that you're being difficult or ungrateful or, you know, angry or problematic so therefore you just sort of sit there and take it but i i guess it's that thing of their strength in numbers right yeah as soon as one person one other at least even one other person kind of validates your feelings you're like oh right okay so i'm not the only one cool then there's another person that speaks up and another so yeah that this movement this very necessary movement happened over here and thank god it did yeah totally do you feel like it, it also happened to theater as well? Yes, it did. Oh, it that's did. great. It happened in theater. It happened in, you know, the voiceover world. It happened in the television world, the film world. Listen, like I said, there's always room for improvement, I feel. You know, yeah. things aren't ever 100% right. But the place we're in now, I feel, is far better than where we were before. Yeah, yeah, I, I would fully agree with that. And mm-hmm. when that happened, then did that start changing the auditions that come that came your way? Were were they authentic to who you were and who you felt like Definitely. you wanted to play? That's awesome. Definitely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They 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 really were. You know, it wasn't like because I had a conversation with my friend uh, recently because I, back back in the day i would they would ask for like a um a role where someone was um it was quite clearly an indian role or something now my ethnicity visually can sometimes be quite ambiguous right yeah so you could, i yeah. as is yours for yeah, instance yeah, so look at yeah. you just told me you're half mexican i'm mean, blown away mind blown yeah. like, who'd have thought it eh i know but, this white guy <laughs> yeah, are you lying <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, so, i'm an actor <laughs> yeah, you are. 
love it oh god no i was having this conversation with my friend the other day because it's like back then i would have accepted that audition without a second thought because i would have been like okay that's cool like you know that's that's fine but now i feel like i would i have a responsibility now to really weigh that up and think is this right that yeah. i am taking away this sort of like opportunity from a, a authentically asian actor actor or you know actress and it you know probably not it's probably not right it's probably yeah. not but then you do have to think to yourself okay but there ha- acting isn't real and people play characters so you know even that aren't them right that aren't them right yeah. but you ha- but there has to be a thought process around it that is makes it sort of you have to it has to be okay and it has to be done for the right reason so for instance you know let's say um you know because i was talking a lot about this with my friends so let's say for instance the uh, so i'm half nigerian half english but let's say a audition came along for me to play a half jamaican half english yeah. character now the origins of that are still black right so does that mean i can't play someone of a caribbean descent because i am half nigerian see that's something that's a conversation. I, I don't think it does myself yeah, but well, exactly. yeah. I, yeah. I don't think yeah. it does either but then that's a conversation that needs to be had with yeah. yourself with your agent with you know i would even go as far to consult my fellow actors in the industry that are of similar ethnicity yeah. like, how would you feel about that because you always want to make the right decisions Right. right. You never want to regret any decision you make. And as long as there's a conversation about it and a thought process about everything, if you start from there and it starts with good intentions, then, you know. That's awesome. And uh, I love hearing you say that. And I know you built up a lot of other credits like White Gold and, and you did mm-hmm. some other projects. But then how did Top Boy come to you? How did Top Boy come to me? Um, yeah. So it's a funny did you, one. You, you obviously, you, you said you did know about the summer house. Like the yeah, 2000. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I was a, I was a fan of the show, like a massive fan of the show. And I was sat in the car with my friend and she was like, Oh, top boy's coming back. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be in it. I really want to be in that. And she was like, yeah. really? Yo. And I was like, yeah, I really, really do. But I kind of, like, so I was, I thought I was thinking about, it. I was like, Oh, that would actually be, so so up my street so sick I'd love to be in that and then lo and behold I cannot make this up I still have the messages I was in the gym I was in a gym class and this girl I'd you know when you see someone in the same gym class as you so yeah like, I just coming back from the gym totally yeah, yeah. literally yeah. so you know so then we just we, we then eventually we kind of like properly got talking and then I was like so how's it all going and she was like good yeah I actually just started a new job and I was like no way. That's so cool. What do you do? She said, um, I'm working for this uh, casting director called uh, Des Hamilton. We, we, we're casting Top Boy at the moment. I was like, what? Divine intervention. <laughs> you know? And I, yeah. believe that shit. I really, really believe in that shit. I do. So I was like, babe, I'm an actress. I, I, yeah. I love it. I'd love to be in it. She's like, cool. Um, gave me her name. She's like, hit me up on Facebook. So I sent her a Facebook message. She was like, no, just spoken to the team. We'd love for you to come in for an audition. I'll send over, you know, everything, all the details to your, to your agent. I went in, I auditioned. I met Des, the casting director. Or and Lauren? As, or, sorry? Lauren, like that yeah, part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And he, as soon as he opened the door for me, he literally never shut that door. Like he was so supportive throughout the whole process. And like, he really gunned for me to get that role. I went in about three times for that, met the producers, everything. And he just had my back the entire way. And yeah, it was such a defining moment in my career. Wow. And to get to come back, like, you know, as Drake has got his name on it, you know, it must've been, well, I mean, what, uh, you manifested it. You did. You, you know, I, I've done that. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people are like, oh, that's bloody 
No, I, I believe that's how actors make things happen. <laughs> I swear to God, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I just did Law & Order, and I was like, this earlier this year, I was like, you know, I think I, I could, like, see myself on Law & Order. First Matt, time going in, you go. man, just filmed yeah. it, you know what I mean? I, I, I can't, uh, oh, well, whatever. When this comes out, it'll hopefully be Yeah, is that by the time? <laughs> it's like, it's out. Just like, I just went out for beep! <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's incredible. So, you know, getting that job and then going it, you've obviously had a lot of set experience and, and I've been on a lot of different stylistic of like material of shows mm-hmm. and like, you know, theater as well. What was the set experience like coming back on that season of a show that I guess did exist before, but is bringing a new degree of reality to it and, you know, establishing yourself with people that, are coming back from a different part of it, but yeah. also all these new people that are now joining it along with yourself. Yeah, I mean, look, they were all, everyone on that set was so welcoming and we all wanted the same thing, which was to make a really, really good show. Yeah. So yeah. therefore, in order to do that, you have to have a sense of ensemble. You have to have a sense of family. Everyone has to work together, get on with each other, look out for each other, have each other's backs. And everyone just did that. So it was amazing. Did you guys hang out together and and, and kind of bond a bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we, you know, there's everyone's super close. Like yeah. there's we all shared something really special, um, especially when being part of a show that has such like a cult following and then everyone wants it to come back, come back. And then, you know, when it did come back, it was like, and it was going international this time. It wasn't just a British international. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So we all kind of experienced that together and everyone has sort of like done different things since then, but everyone has just gone there's no one's gone down from it. Everyone's gone up, which is such a beautiful thing to see, to see everyone go in these different directions, but they're all soaring in their own individual way. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm just so proud of everyone. As in you it. should be. You're so good in it. And and for those, you know, to, to clarify, you did season one, but we're here talking about season two, which came out yeah. on March 18th, which you have a, a bigger part in, you know, was... Yeah. Was that something you spoke to the showrunner about, like that Lauren would come play this really big part in season two and, yeah. and possibly more, you know? Yeah. I mean, the writer, Ronan, uh, Ronan Bennett, he, he's been incredibly supportive and wonderful to me through, well, since I met him, really. Um, so in the season one, I was only meant to be in like one or two episodes, um, but after the, I think my third and fourth day of filming, he kind of like sidled up to me and was like, you know, he's like, you're doing a really great job. You know, he's Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't get that, like, yeah. oh God, where's he from? Yugoslavia. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, Mexico. Exactly. He's Mexican. Yeah. Just like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he was like, would you like to, listen, I love what you're doing. Would you want to be in a bit more of it? And I was like, Uh, yeah 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 so then he wrote me into a few more episodes and then you know that went down well and then yeah he called me about season two and was like listen we so you didn't know when you left season one whether or not season two was going to happen for Lauren no especially not where my character my character was told to no, leave. Yeah, there's family. there's a big consequence coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He was like, leave, never come back. So I was like, oh, you know, it's been fun, what a laugh. But then, you know, yeah. he got a call. He's like, we're bringing her back and we're bringing her bit better, you know, better, bolder, crazy. I was like, oh. and he told me my storyline. And I was like, oh, um, uh, you know, yeah. there's a mixture of so many things there because I was like, whoa, okay. The responsibility here is huge, especially huge. with the nature of the storyline. It was something that I was like, I need to do more than just play this. Like, I need to educate myself. So I did. I ended up contacting a charity who, uh, they're called Refuge. They're a, you know, UK women's domestic abuse charity. And they're just amazing, amazing, amazing group of women that, you know, help women that are going through 
quite possibly one of the worst things that could ever happen to a woman, I feel. Um, so yeah, they were so supportive towards me and guided me. And yeah, so I, I feel like, I feel like I did it justice. You totally, you were incredible. You're a Titan. Did you guys shoot this during the pandemic? We did. Yeah. Wow. So that must've been crazy as well. Yeah. It was crazy because especially during the pandemic, domestic abuse was at like an all time high. The highest. Yeah. The highest. So I had all of that in mind and I was just like, you know, there were times where I just, it's a lot. It really, it's a lot because me as an actor, I was always so aware I can walk on set, play that part, and then come back home to the comfort of my own home. And it's not real for me. Whereas for a lot of women, they wish they could do that. They wish that they could just be, this was, they could wake up and be like, oh, it's not real, but it was real. So again, there was that element of things where I was like, the responsibility um, to make this the most believable thing ever and not only that but I was like I don't want this to be I was really like quite nervous and conscious I didn't want this to just be like an entertaining storyline I was like if this can help at least one woman then I've done my job you know and since then since it's been out I've received like the most incredible I you so deservedly you know did you know the ending at the beginning? I know we spoke about the ending at the beginning of the pod, but did you, like at filming, did you know where she was going to end? I Not not straight away, not straight yeah. away, but pretty much like maybe let's say a month into filming, I, I was told and I was like- Got it. Okay, cool. How's that thing yeah. God? Yeah. <laughs> sort of because thing. You, you, you don't, you, I mean, obviously we've sort of exposed, but you don't see what's happening coming at all you know what i no, mean yeah no. and that's what you so you, all, and you that's a it. testament to your acting because like you yeah. really believe you know in, in her you know habits of, of choosing the wrong choice and and Making that's just a decisions. testament to your acting and mm, and, and especially you know your reaction to the consequence of that scene it's heartbreaking you know and it, it, you're you're incredible, Stefan. I mean, it was just Thank you. I, I, Thank I know it's only been a few days now since the show's come out, but I, has it started bring? I mean, I'm sure you've gotten messages on Instagram, but have you been getting phone calls from your your agent for other things? You know, um, I mean, I, I my my agent is just like you know they're two incredible men um, who are so supportive towards me. And like, you know, they call me, oh, we're so proud of you. It's amazing. Like, you know, so they're like, they've got all these ideas and they're really excited for the, what the future has to hold. So I've, I'm in safe hands. I trust yeah, what they yeah. have bringing my way. So. And I don't know if you can say, but whether or not Lauren does come back, is there more Top Boy in store? Do you know? last thing is is yeah um i know you have moon knight coming out you know i do and so i'm curious now that you're doing so well over there and and moon knight's going to be such a global project is america something that you're interested in hundred percent i would love to come and visit you guys please if you have me <laughs> oh of course i live in new york anytime you're incredible yeah, and, i'll hit you, you know up you. <laughs> yeah yeah moon knight will be out later this month right yes it's coming out march the 30th i believe but yes. more importantly everyone should check out top boy which is available top on boy netflix moon Knight, check it all out i'm there yeah. <laughs> saffron hawking final question for you you know yes. For the young Saffron, you know, who was going to school and, 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 you know, was kind of confused by how to make it in the business for all the actors listening, you know, that maybe have not yet gone to drama school or have mm-hmm. already graduated and are struggling. Any words of wisdom you might have, whether, you know, a, a person of color or, or white, you know, just, just about what we said about 99% fail rate and trying yeah. to stay positive and, yeah who you are physically, mentally, emotionally, and trudging forward. Yeah. I would say if you want it enough and you believe in yourself enough, you can make it happen. Because believe me, 
we were all born the same and we all can have brains. So if you really, really, really believe in yourself and you put yourself in the right places and you love yourself and you have self-belief and you just really nurture your inner being, then anything can happen. I think if you start from a place of love within yourself, then anything can happen, but you have to love yourself first. You really do. Saffron Hockey, this was such a pleasure. Look me up when you come to New York, you know, like you're incredible. I'm so excited for all that's to come for you and and so much love, okay? Thank you. It's been amazing speaking to you. Right, to be continued. Thank you for the last. Take care. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.